episode of the Mindful Self-Care Podcast. Today's topic is going to be a little bit more of a take action, a little more tangible tip type of a thing, because we're going to be talking about how do you meal plan for you in a way that works for you, because part of self-care is making sure that we have food to eat that hopefully makes us feel pretty good physically. So I actually gave this presentation at a health fair I was at recently. And while I was giving it, I was like, this needs to be a podcast episode because all of you lovely listeners need to have access to this information. So we're going to kind of go through that here today. Before we dive in too deep, I want to remind everybody that I am not a registered dietitian, I'm not a nutritionist, and I will not be telling you what you should or should not be eating within this. It's more about giving you a framework of how do you figure out when you're going to decide what meals you're going to make, what meals do you actually need, who's going to make it, what does that all look like? So it really does get to be something that's flexible for you. I would recommend either just listen to this episode and take some mental notes, maybe come back to it later with a pen and paper, or take some notes as you're going. Um, But of course, don't do that if you're doing something like driving that needs your full attention. You can always come back to it. It's going to be here forever. I also want to point out that food is fuel. That is the purpose of food. It is to give you energy and nutrients for your body to be able to function. I also believe that it should be enjoyable too. There's a lot of foods that we can eat that can be really good for us from a health standpoint, but also be really yummy to eat. I love cooking in general, (laughs) things that are higher in nutrients, things that are less nutrients. Um, Just, I think cooking is fun. It's one of the things that I like to like to do for fun with my husband and So food should be be enjoyable. It should be something that you like to do. But in the end, the purpose of fuel, the purpose of food is to be fuel. Food is fuel. It is about energy and nutrients for your body. All right. So there's going to be lots of questions I'm going to ask you to reflect on and think about. And I'll give you an example of how me and my husband do it to help walk you through that. And then a couple other things besides the food is fuel that I want you to keep in mind of is there is no perfect way to eat. Everyone is different. We all have to kind of experiment to figure out ways of eating that work best for each individual. There's a reason that there's 50 million diets out there. There's not one diet that I think is better than others. I'm I'm personally a big believer in eating whole, healthy nutritious foods as much as you can and minimizing mostly those processed foods. I'm a big fan of making things from scratch. That works for me in my house. Again, my husband and I like to cook, so we do make a lot of things from scratch, but food is fuel. No food is better than others. And stress is not so good for your digestive tract. (laughs) So the less stressful you can make this, the better you're going to have for eating. Um, You're going to have food available. You're not going to be stressed about it. You're not going to be driving home from work being like, crap, I have to figure out something for dinner as often. Still probably going to happen every once in a while. But it's going to make this process of making sure that you have food to fuel your body readily available. 
The only sort of guideline when it comes specifically to foods that I would recommend is add variety to your diet. I've had the privilege of being able to interact with and interview a wide variety of nutritionists and registered dietitians, all of whom say different things. Uh, Some of them are very much low carb. Some of them are low sugar. I mean, all of them have a little bit different viewpoint of what they think and what they've experienced has been the best for people. But their biggest thing that that is similar between all of them is variety. Having a variety of protein sources, a variety of vegetables, a variety of fruits, a a variety of types of starches. The more variety you have in your diet, the more likely you are to have balanced nutrients, which is good for your gut health. It's good for your body. Plus then it's just kind of fun to eat because you're not eating the same thing all the time. So those are kind of the things to keep in mind as you're going around this. There's no perfect diet. You're trying to add variety wherever you can, and in the end, you're trying to make this as stress-free as possible while enjoying the food that you are eating, all right? So questions I want you to ask yourself when it comes to meal prepping. Again, I'm not going to tell you what food to eat, what food to make. This is more of a framework for when and how you are going to meal prep. So starting off with, when will you be meal prepping? What day of the week? How often? Are you going to do it once a month? Are you going to do it once a week? Are you going to do it a couple times a week? Are you doing it every other week? What works for your schedule? Who is going to do the meal prep? If you live by yourself, the answer is kind of easy. It's just you. If you uh, have roommates or you have a partner, you got a family, who is going to be the person that is taking charge of that meal prep. If it's changing from week to week, how are you going to communicate whose job it is so you don't get into a situation of, oh, I thought you were going to do it this week because then there's not food. And again, we need fuel. You need fuel to live your life and feel good. If you don't feel good, you don't eat your food, you don't fuel your body, you're going to feel like crap, which is the opposite of self-care. Another thing to ask yourself is what do you need to consider for your meal prep? Are there allergies in your household? Are there picky eaters? Are there dietary restrictions? How much time do you have to cook? How much time do you have to eat? Are you having to eat on the go a lot? Do you need transportable meals? And do you have a budget you need to stick to? Another question to ask is what meals do you need to prep? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, all of the above, just some of those. Do you need to add in brunch, dinner? I don't know any more of different meals combined together. Do you need a tea time? What are the meals you need to have planned? And then will you be making all of your food at once? So you just pick a day of the week where you just batch cook everything that you just eat from throughout the week? Are you going to plain what meals you're going to have and then make them and eat them as the week goes on? Are you having to cook something every single night? Are you doing crock pot meals? Are you doing delivery? Are you going to do one of the delivery meal surfaces like HelloFresh or Blue Apron? Um, There's lots of other ones, but those ones coming to mind at first. Um, Who is going to cook those foods? Again, when are they going to cook them? Will you have leftovers? Do you like to eat leftovers? Don't plan on having leftovers if nobody in your house likes leftovers. Another question to consider is how are you getting your groceries? You can have the most beautiful meal plan in existence. 
everything perfectly planned out, what meals you're going to make and when, but you can't do it unless you have your damn groceries. You need the groceries. And then last, I want you to think about how are you sharing your meal plan with your household? Again, if you live by yourself, you just have to make sure you're going to remember it. However, that works for you. If you're having to communicate with other people, what is the best way to do that? There's not a right answer to that question. Um, There's lots of different options. You could send it in a text message. You could send it in an email. You could write it up on a board. You could pin the recipes that you're going to use up on a bulletin board. Um, Lots of different options. Lots of things out there. So based off of those questions, I want to give you an example of how I meal prep for me and my husband in our household. I would also like to note that we don't have kids. We do not mind eating leftovers. We don't have a super strict grocery budget. We don't want to spend um, more than a certain amount every single week, but every once in a while we know that it's going to maybe be a little higher because we're also getting things like toilet paper, paper towels, or laundry detergent. Um, But we kind of have like a, a number range we stick within, but it's not the end of the world if we go over that. Um, we both enjoy cooking a few times a week. We don't want to cook every single day. Um, I know the weeks where my husband gets busy and I have to cook more, I get kind of grumpy about having to be in the kitchen all the time. And he does as well when um, I'm really busy and he's picking up the cooking slack. Um, so we really try to separate out the cooking responsibilities pretty equally. So we're only having to cook one to three days a week, depending on what all is going on. Um, I don't mind bulk cooking. I don't mind eating out of a big bowl, a big pan of something for an entire week. My husband doesn't, Um, but we also don't mind leftovers. So those are some things that we know that works well for us that we're able to start building our framework off of. Um, When we first moved in together, I had just finished uh, college and grad school and my meal prep system had been to make a big pan, a big pot, a big bowl of something that I would just eat throughout the week. Um, I was one person. Um, I had a decent appetite, but I didn't eat like a ton, a ton of food. Uh, I I was active, but didn't need to eat um, just like gobs and gobs of calories to keep myself fueled. Uh, And so having like a big uh, pot of chicken fried rice was one of my favorites in college because it was easy, cheap, and delicious and had lots of vegetables and proteins and um, good nutrients in it. I made that all the time. I would put it in containers and I would just heat it up as I went. I'd have some salads for lunch. I would just make everything on Sunday. I'd spend a couple hours getting it done, maybe Monday afternoon, depending on what my schedule was that week. I would just eat all of it. And so that's what I was used to. When I moved in with my husband, he was like, I don't want to make everything on one day and eat it the rest of the week. One that's boring and he felt like it was kind of gross. He just doesn't like having to eat food that many times a week and just have it made and just kind of sitting there. That just didn't sit well with him. Neither is right or wrong, but I learned that we were going to have to make some adaptations to how I was doing stuff. Um, and while my husband would just get a bunch of vegetables, he's really, really good at just putting veggies and proteins and just whatever he has in his pantry and fridge together into a really good meal. I needed a little bit more structure than I'm just going to go to the fridge and find out whatever I can make today. That sounds good. So we had to kind of combine our meal plans uh, together. 
So we learned that being able to do it about once a week worked best for us because then that way we can really look at what does the next week entail? How busy are each of us going to be with our respective jobs? Am I going to be covering a lot with the at the studio? Do I have a bunch of interviews that I'm doing? Uh, what What's going on? Does my um, husband who also works for himself, does he have a lot of clients that he's seeing? Does he have a lot of big jobs? He's a carpenter. Is he finishing some big projects? How much is he going to work? Uh, normally, we're pretty lucky that only one of us is super, super busy at a time. Every once in a while, we both get slammed at the same time. And those are times where takeout happens a lot more often. Uh, and having a plan of quick, easy meals, things you can jump, dump into a crock pot that take five minutes, you can walk away. It cooks over eight hours, you come back and it's done. Those are the meals that we have to kind of take into account. So by doing that once a week, we can really look at what's ahead of us. So not only do we work at how, look at how busy we're going to be at work, we also look at if there's uh, dinner plans or lunch plans that are maybe going to take a meal away. If we know that we're going to go to date night at the sushi restaurant on Friday night, well, we might not need as much food um, as we might if we weren't good planning on doing that date night. Or maybe like sometimes we'll have plans of, oh, Wednesday night, we're going to go out to dinner with friends. Saturday night, we're going out to dinner with friends. Okay, there's two nights that week that we're not going to need food to make it home. So I might not need to plan as many meals. So once we've kind of looked at what does the week entail coming up, we then start asking ourselves what sounds good to make. Sometimes we have a craving, like I have a really yummy dairy-free lasagna recipe that I love. Uh, we make it with some green beans or a salad and it just, I love it. It's so delicious. Um, and I wouldn't even um, miss the cheese on it. I use some dairy-free cheese in it because that has felt really good for my body when I've made it. And I love it. So if I'm craving that, I'll put that on the list. I'll ask if my husband uh, wants something. Sometimes he'll just be like, I'm in a mood to grill something. Let's find something that we can do on the grill. Or it's going to be nice out. I want to get the grill out. Let's grill or let's make pizzas outside because we have a little pizza oven and we can do that in the nice weather. So we'll pick things that sound good. And based, sometimes just based off of that conversation, we come up with the three to four meals we generally need to get through a week. Easy peasy. Sometimes we only come up with one or two, and then we start going to Pinterest, our recipe books. Uh, we have a collection of HelloFresh and Blue Apron recipes. I'll talk about how we use those boxes um, in a moment, but we'll go back through just kind of our collection of recipes and be like, what sounds good? I love me some Pinterest, and so I have a bunch of Pinterest recipes pinned within a little food pin board. Uh, so I'll go scroll through that and be like, okay, is there anything that sounds good that I want to try for a new recipe? We don't make new things, I would say very often, maybe once or twice a month. If that kind of just depends on if we're feeling bored with the food that we're eating or one of us is feeling really adventurous in the kitchen. Uh, outside of just what feels good or what sounds good and what we're feeling inspired to make by looking at recipes, we also uh, try to make sure we're getting that variety in. So a basic checklist I have within my head is every week, can we try to make something meatless? Can I make a vegan or vegetarian meal? It's still going to have protein, but is going to be not quite as animal protein heavy. I like doing that because again, it's adding more variety into our diet with some plant-based proteins. 
It often, those meals are packed full with a bunch of veggies. So we're getting a lot of different vegetables going on there. Can also be a fun way to try new recipes, try new styles of cooking, and it can lower our grocery budget down a little bit too, which can be nice. Gives us a little bit more room to maybe splurge on some other foods that we want to get because we also try to eat seafood once a week. Shrimp and salmon are our go-tos and sometimes they can get a little bit more on the expensive side. So not having to have a meat meal for at least one of our dinners is a great option um, to kind of balance out that cost. I also threw out there um, and making just a bunch of different vegetables, um, trying to make sure we're not using green beans for every single recipe. If we do one week, not the end of the world. I'm just going to try to not make green beans the following week. Uh, but those are kind of our basic checklists of do we have something meatless? Do we have something with seafood? Do we have a bunch of different veggies? Can I add any extra veggies to these recipes? And then outside of that, I just try to make sure that all of our meals are not the same protein. Um, I try not to have all three or four of our meals that we make uh, be chicken every single week or be red meat. I try to mix it up. Again, I'm going for that variety. And we found that between the two of us, Cooking dinner three to four times a week with those meals, we make enough that we have leftovers for lunches, leftovers for a couple other nights a week, and then we normally get takeout once, maybe twice if we get takeout. Kind of just depends on how far some of those meals go and how we're feeling and if we've got time to keep cooking. We do a lot of cooking at our house. So once that's all figured out, I go in and I make a grocery order. I am a big fan of the grocery pickups. We've honestly been doing it for years and years and years at this point. Uh, I would much rather have somebody else walk around the store and pick out my food than me go into it. So I'm very happy about that service. If you're somebody who you like picking out your own produce, the grocery pickup order might not be the best option. Um, I've looked at delivery. That way we don't even have to um, go to the store. It'll just pop at our house. But for the way that our life works right now, where we're going by the grocery store on our way to other things fairly often throughout the week, it's not that hard for us to stop, put the groceries in our car and then come home. So we do that. Um, It's pretty good at letting me know if we're going to be out of something or if maybe there's a specialty ingredient that I don't want to get at a regular grocery store, I want to go get it someplace else. I make those plans to go and stop and get those things. So we put all of those meals that we've come up with on a whiteboard that lives on our fridge. Uh, So that whiteboard will include what we're making, if there's a certain protein with it. And there's just some things that we just know kind of go together. Like when we make enchiladas, the way my husband and I make them, it's often going to be ground beef. Sometimes it's ground turkey. Uh, Sometimes it's chicken, but ground beef is probably the go-to. And we normally put peppers and corn and black beans uh, inside of them. So we kind of know, but it might be something of, oh, we're going to do a stir fry. And I want to make sure my husband knows which vegetables go with the stir fry. So he's not taking maybe an onion or a pepper and putting more in the stir fry when that ingredient is meant for a different meal later in the week. Um, We just make sure we're really clear on anything that could be a little bit of a different ingredient, a different vegetable protein for different meals. We make it really clear what goes with which meals. And then we just make them on the day that they kind of sound good and whichever um, one of us has the most time. I work really late on Tuesdays and Thursday nights, so I don't cook on Tuesdays and Thursday nights because we wouldn't eat until like 10, 11 o'clock at night and neither one of us wants to eat then. So my husband is aware that if we don't have enough leftovers for dinner, it's kind of his job to make 
dinner those nights. Or if he just gets really busy with work and he's not able to, then we're probably going to do some sort of takeout. But we tend to make things as we go and we have leftovers for lunch. So we're always kind of thinking, all right, do we have enough food for dinner tonight, dinner tomorrow, lunches tomorrow? Um, Do we need to cook another meal? Sometimes it's really great. We cook all of our meals for like the first half of the week. And then the second half of the week, we're just eating leftovers and don't have to worry about cooking. And it's kind of nice. The only thing that I do make ahead is I have learned that having an easy breakfast that has protein in it helps me feel my best during the day. A lot of times I have to kind of grab and go when it comes to breakfast or grab something to take with me to eat later. And so having something like that, like I can't just, at least I'm not going to make time in the morning for me to sit down and make some eggs and a piece of toast, um, which I do on some of the days that I'm at home a little bit more in the morning, but a lot of times I just kind of got to grab and go. So I will make ahead something for breakfast for the week on the weekends, whether it be some egg bites or some muffins or some um, pre-made oatmeal or uh, granola bars. I'll try to make something. And if I just don't have time to make something, then I make sure that I get something from the grocery store that can act as that uh, easy grab-and-go breakfast. Um, but yeah, then throughout the week, we're just kind of chatting about who has time, who's the energy to cook, what do we feel like eating, Sometimes we're like, yeah, we're going to make this on this night. And sometimes a lot of the times it just, well, it sounds good today. So let's make it today. Uh, if we are having seafood, we try to make this, eat the seafood towards the beginning of the week. Uh, and we plan all of this on Sunday. And then I normally pick up our groceries either Sunday afternoon or Monday afternoon on my way home from work. So Monday or Tuesday, no later than Wednesday, we try to eat our seafood just from a food safety standpoint. It seems to be the freshest then and it tastes the best. Otherwise, we've had instances where it's gotten a little funky if we wait too long. Otherwise, we just eat whatever sounds good. Uh, If we're trying to make a salsa or use something with avocados in it or certain fruits and veggies that need a little bit of time to ripen. Sometimes we have to wait for those towards the end of the week too, just depending on what we get. Um, but that's kind of how we meal prep at my house. And so I'll reiterate all of those questions again. They are, when will you be meal prepping? What day of the week? How often? Who is doing the meal prep? What do you need to consider for your meal plan? Allergies, picky eaters, dietary restrictions, time, budget. Will you be making all of your food at once throughout the week? Crockpot meals, quick meals, delivery for your groceries, delivery for food, um, who is cooking and when. How are you getting your groceries? And how are you sharing your meal plan with your household? So feel free to go back and pause in between each of those questions and kind of write down your answer when you are in a safe space to do so. But before we go, the last thing I want to chat about is always have a contingency plan (laughs) Um, because life is weird sometimes. It just gets a little 
different. Things get thrown your way. All of a sudden you have a work meeting you weren't planning on. You had time to cook that night. You were going to make this great meal and you're just exhausted at the end of the day. You don't have the energy to do it. You got to have contingency plans. So making sure you've got um, clear communication on when you will get takeout or go out to eat. If it's not my night to cook, if it's night that I'm home and I can cook and I just don't feel like cooking and we don't necessarily have leftovers, I will not force my husband to be like, well, you have to cook. I normally give him the option of you can cook if you want to, but I don't want to make you, I don't want to do it. So I'm totally fine going out to eat. I also like to have some ingredients for easy meals at home. I'm just ready to go. So I know even when I'm feeling tired or I'm just not feeling very good, maybe I'm coming down with something, I can just eat pasta for a meal. I just boil some pasta, cook it, put a little bit of butter and maybe some garlic salt or some lemon pepper on it. And I'm like the happiest camper in the world. Like I can eat that. Um, I've at sometimes in my life have eaten it way too much because there's not always a ton of nutrition variety within just eating some pasta for dinner. Um, but that can be a go-to of like, yeah, I'm low on energy. We're not feeling great. I can give myself food like that. My husband can do it for a day, but he can't, he just doesn't feel good if he's eating that much pasta without some protein and some vegetables mixed in with it too. We try to make sure we've got some bread that we can make sandwich out of pretty quickly, pretty easily if we just want something little, but having a few things at home that are just quick, easy, take no time at all, minimal energy is not a bad thing because um, you just never know what's, what's going to go on. We like to have a couple cans of soup just in case we're like, mm, we don't really feel like dinner, making dinner. We don't really want to go out to eat. We don't have anything in the fridge. Well, we can just heat up this cup of soup and we can have it easy peasy. Sometimes you also have to adjust the day of the week that you're doing your meal planning. Um, sometimes you just have weekend plans. I mentioned that we meal plan on Sundays. Well, depending on what those plans are, I might not really have time to meal plan on Sunday. Like if it's Mother's Day or Father's Day, which are always on Sundays, I might not have time to sit down and be like, okay, what are we going to eat? Let me get the grocery order together. Let me go get the groceries. I might have to do it the day before or no, I'm going to do it on Monday. Um, or sometimes if you've got family in town, friends in town, you're out of town. You just have to adjust that week. Speaking of being in or out of town, this is where we most often utilize something like HelloFresh or Blue Apron. Um, we've used a couple uh, meal plan, meal prep options like that. We've also used Dinnerly before. Uh, they all have their pros and cons. I mean, the concept of being able to pick some different recipes. They send you the ingredients. You don't have to go to the store. They just show up at your doorstep. Here's the recipe card. You make it. You're done. Yay. Is great. Uh, for our household, for our family, it doesn't work perfectly. Um, my husband is a big guy who has a very um, busy job, very physical job. And so he needs a lot of fuel. He needs a lot of food. So sometimes those meal prep services don't actually give us enough to give us the leftovers that we tend to rely on. Like, yeah, the serving sizes can be great for a meal or so, but we're not left with a couple days of lunches. We're left with like a lunch for me the next day, which means that we're going to have to kind of cook a little bit more. But they're really, really great for the times that we're heading out of town. Um, we're coming back and I don't want to have to spend the time and the energy thinking about what are we going to have for dinner the next week? I just pick a, uh, I just pick the meals from HelloFresh or Blue Apron, whatever we feel like we decide 
to use that week. I pick them. I make sure that the box is going to be delivered on the correct day. And then I just go about life. I might have to go to the store to get a few things, but it's going to take a lot of that meal prep um, just off of my brain. It makes things a lot easier. One of the other things, especially if you are the one who is in charge of meal prepping, don't be afraid to ask for somebody else to do it when you need some help. I know when I'm not feeling well or I'm really busy, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I'm sick, I'm coming in from out of town, but my husband's been home. I normally ask him to do it. He is perfectly capable of figuring out some meals to eat, doing a grocery order, and making sure the groceries get picked up. So it's okay for somebody else to do it. They might not think of all the details that you would, but let it go. Ask for some help. Those are my meal plan tips. I hope that going over some of these questions and my meal planning process as an example was helpful so that you can maybe start looking at how can you improve your meal planning to make sure that you do have foods in your house that make you feel good because that's what it's all about. And keep in mind that this is a process. It took me and my husband probably a couple years to make this a pretty well-oiled machine. Um, but it takes time. We had to we had to learn about what was working well, what wasn't so working well, what kind of sucked and, and make those adjustments. So give yourself some grace, give yourself some space. And if you have any questions or you want to kind of brainstorm with somebody about this meal prep stuff, feel free to reach out um, at the Mindful Self Care on Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have a different way of meal prepping that I didn't talk about, but you want to share it, I do not know everything about this topic. So share it with me so I can share it with others. I love hearing from all of you lovely listeners. But that's all I have for you today. I will be back in your ears soon. Thank you for listening to the Mindful Self-Care Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can also send this episode to a friend who you think would benefit from the information. It's a great way to help us grow and help us reach more people. If you want to connect with other like-minded, self-care-focused individuals, you can follow us on Instagram at The Mindful Self-Care, or you can join the Mindful Self-Care Society. It's a great place to connect with others, gain some additional resources, and really help make sure that self-care is a focus in your life so you can always feel your best. Thank you again for listening. I can't wait to be back in your ears soon.